Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and today we're going to be taking a look at last night's episode of uh, Friday Night Smackdown. A very, actually, good episode. Like, a return to form for, uh, for Smackdown on Fox. Of course, ever since fans came back, things have been, they've been solid, but, like, you know, every show has had its fair point, fair share of low points. But this show was quite, like, very, very good. Like, it was a very enjoyable show. I, I quite liked it. Um, yeah, and there was a bunch of newsworthy stuff. There was a very, like, one of the promo, biggest promo segments of the year took place with John Cena and Roman Reigns going face-to-face in a phenomenal segment. And then the main talk point of the show, which I'll be getting to uh, first, a new champion was crowned in uh, the form of one Mr. Spoilers for the show, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, picking up the IC title from uh, Apollo Crews in a fun match. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit, though. But before that, let's let's do the intro. Um, intro, this episode, you might notice this episode came out a bit late today. That's because, actually, I had a friend over last night. He stayed the night. And then, so he was here in the morning. So I want to, like, you know, hang out with him because it's someone I don't get to see a ton. So I want to hang out with him. And then, um, what was the other thing? Um, oh, and then we had to go shopping this morning to get some stuff, and that took, like, a surprising amount of time. So, yeah, I wasn't really around too much this morning, so I wasn't able to record, but I got home, I, like, ate lunch, and I did something I had to do quick, and now I'm recording the show. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing recently, and, uh, I'll do this in the intro, since I, the show doesn't have a ton of time, or, wait, I don't know what I meant by that, but, yeah, um, I'll do this now in the intro. I'll give my little, I watched, uh, AW Rampage last night. Um, my thoughts, it was very good. Like, I'm not sure about Rampage. I think, like, these first two episodes, like, obviously the first episode's pretty big. But I feel like after this episode and, like, the first dance episode, I feel like it might just become kind of, like, like, a bit obsolete. Like, I feel like it, it'll constantly just be overshadowed by Dynamite, whereas Raw and SmackDown, I will say, feel a bit more like equals. I feel like this show, like, Rampage will constantly just be overshadowed by uh, Dynamite because it's like one hour and it, it just doesn't really feel as important to me. But, you know, these first two episodes uh, have, like, I'm, I'm quite excited. Um, and we'll have to see where they go. But, yeah, this episode is really good. First match was uh, Omega taking on Christian in a Impact World Championship match. I questioned the booking for this match. I said, well, why don't you just save it for the pay-per-view? You either make – you ha- either have your champion lose or you make your challenger look weak or you do a DQ. And – AEW, the, the, Kenny did lose, but it was under, uh, like, uh, Christian didn't cheat. Like, the Young Bucks threw a chair in the ring, and he hit a kill switch onto the chair. So, technically, he didn't, like, use, he didn't wasn't the one who threw the chair in the ring. It was, like, karma. Uh, and then he picked up the win, and this was phenomenally booked to give it, like, ooh, maybe Christian could win. I mean, he's not gonna, but, like, ooh, maybe he could. And then, you know, put the title on it. It was it was quite good. And then uh, Miro versus Fuego del Sol. That was also re- very, very good stuff. Uh, Miro just, like, destroying him, but Fuego getting those big hope spots. And, of course, he's so over. The one little thing I was the biggest fan of about this match was, so the stipulation was if Fuego won, he would also get an AW contract. He lost the match, but he still got a contract. Which I was like, I get it, you know, be happy for him. He's very good. And I, I quite like him. I think it's awesome that he's getting a contract. But, like, don't give him a contract. If then Just don't make that the stipulation of the match. It, it just frustrates me that, like, that's the bit, one of the big stipulations of the match is, hey, if he wins, he gets a contract. And then he loses and he gets it anyway. It just, it kind of, it, it bothered me a bit. But, uh, yeah. 
And then the main event of the show was uh, Red, Red Velvet taking on Britt Baker for the AEW Women's title and a cracking women's match. It was very, very good stuff. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it was post-match, you're like, towards the end of the show was the return of, I can't even remember her name, but she came out to like, so Baker tried to beat up um, Statlander even more after the match was done. Chris Statlander came down and made the save, confirming that, yeah, they're probably going to take her on an all-out. And then um, this, like, person ran down and, like, helped Burt Baker beat them both up. I don't know who it was, but I assume it's Burt Baker's high, hired muscle she's been talking about. But, uh, yeah, Rampage was very, very good. I thought all the matches were quite fun. It was it was, it was, it was, was great stuff. Great stuff. I quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think every kind of every week in the SmackDown review intro, I'll just give my little thoughts on Rampage. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for my thoughts for Rampage for today. And that's it for what I've been doing recently. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the show and talk about everything that happened, starting with a new Intercontinental Champion being crowned. Let's get to it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and now it's time to get into the main talk part of the show, of which I could have chosen multiple, but I think I'm going to go with um, the championship switch that happened on the show with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura picking up the IC title after beating Apollo Crews. So this match was about probably 30-ish minutes into the show, so that had me coming into it. I figured, no, they'll save the Apollo loss of the title for SummerSlam where they're either going to have him lose it to Shinsuke or Cesaro. I, I didn't think it would happen tonight. And it was like 30 minutes into the show. I'm like, okay, if they do a title change on TV, it'll probably be in the main event. Yeah, I don't really think this is going to um, – I don't think uh, Apollo's going to win here. So I, 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 I thought Apollo had the probably the win in here. I figured it would be like a DQ or something because I, I doubt it in WWE, I'll be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the match. So, you know, both men come out. Uh, match starts. Apollo starts pretty strong with some strikes, but uh, eventually Shinsuke is able to come back on him uh, and, and get an early near fall in the match with the knee strike. Uh, Apollo gets the upper hand and starts to kind of slow down the match a bit with some technical stuff. But Shinsuke comes back and he puts him up in the corner and does like the knee to the gut and the top rope thing he does. Um, Apollo is able to recover, though, when he uh, takes down Shinsuke. He then goes to climb to the top rope for a frog splash, but... Um, Rick Boog starts playing the guitar to distract him, and the referee kicked him out of the arena. And um, when he was kicking him out, uh, Commander Z tried to sneak into the ring to take out um, Shinsuke, but the referee turned around and saw him, and so he kicked out Commander Z too. So at this point, I was like actually intrigued by this match because I'm like, oh, oh, this is we're not going to do it in Aziz DQ. I was like, oh, there's a chance he might actually lose the title. And then so we go to a break after Aziz uh, is gone. Um, when we come back. Um, Shinsuke goes for a uh, Kinshasa on Apollo. Apollo is able to counter for a near fall. Um, he then hits a German suplex, um, but Nakamura is able to come back with a Falcon Arrow and an inverted German. It was kind of sick. An inverted German. That's something you see very often. That was quite good. Um, Nakamura, after the inverted German, set up for the finish and was able to hit the Kinshasa and get the dub. And Shinsuke um, beats Apollo, becomes a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Cool. Like, wow. Did not see that coming. Especially since, because when he hit the Kinshasa, um, they were kind of near the rope. So I figured, okay, Paul's going to stick his foot on the rope, barely survive, and then come back and get the win against Nakamura. But no, he didn't. I was surprised. This was a um, surprising result, but a good one all the same. Uh, thoughts on this match? I really enjoyed this match. I thought these two had a very fun back and forth match. Uh, fast pace, lots of good exchanges. Yeah, this was a fun match. 
I thought the referee was very good in this match with actually, you know, doing his job and kicking the two people out. I thought that was quite good. Post-match was hilarious with Shinsuke, Pat McAfee, and Rick Boog celebrating together. I quite liked that. Um, and Shinsuke winning, you know, it's nice that he's he won the crown from Bear and Corbin, and now he's, like, getting stuff to do. He's a new ice champion. That's good. And Apollo Crews, through no fault of his own, it was mainly just lack of opponents. Well, he had four or three. He had some opponents, but, you know, really, Susan, just lack of good creative. Didn't have the best IC title reign. He just feuded with Big E forever. And it was just, it just felt kind of middling. So, well, I am a fan of Apollo, and it sucks to see his IC title reign go that way. It was nice to see um, them kind of finally be able to shift away from that and give the IC title a new direction with Shinsuke, which should be quite good. So, uh, yeah, I like this. And I wonder if next week they will set up a SummerSlam encounter, maybe a rematch between Apollo and Shinsuke. But I wouldn't be shocked if they throw Cesaro in there because they kind of hinted at Cesaro maybe being in the match with that six-man tag two weeks ago. I figured going into SummerSlam, they'd do like a six-pack challenge with Apollo, Cesaro, uh, Big E, Shinsuke, and the Dirty Dogs. Um, yeah, I figured that that they'd do a six-pack but Dirty Dogs kind of seem to just have been there to be included in the six-man tag and be heels. And Biggie's kind of doing his own Money in the Bank thing. So I figure that maybe, and Cesaro hasn't been seen, but maybe that leaves him behind to take on Shinsuke and Apollo at SummerSlam for the IC title. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, this was quite good stuff. I, I really I really liked it. Good stuff. Very, very good here. Uh, yeah. Not much else to say about it. Um, let's get into, I guess, the um, full... Um, review of everything that happened on the show next with one of the most interesting promo segments of the year with John Cena having a face-to-face with the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Suplex Show, and now it's time for the main review of all of the things that happened on this week's episode of SmackDown, kicking off with a face-to-face confrontation between Roman Reigns and John Cena. But it actually started with just John Cena. Roman Reigns came in after a bit. Uh, yes, John Cena kicked off the show, came out. Big reaction for Cena. Uh, cut a little promo on Reigns. He called Roman a D. He said if he was grading Roman, he'd give him a D. He And that Roman's a D bag and a D face, and a, he's a big D. Um, but Roman said at SummerSlam, I'm going to give Roman Reigns an F um, because there's no way Roman's going to beat him, and I'm going to beat him and give him an F and become the new Universal Champion. Uh, Roman Reigns' music then hits. He comes out to the ring and has a little face-off with Cena, a very, like, a long entrance for him. Uh, comes down to the ring um, with uh, Paul Heyman. He and uh, Cena have a little promo battle. I guess a little something along the lines of Cena starts calling out uh, SmackDown for saying that, hey, this is your show. This is the company you've been pushed as a face of, and it's failing because you can't do your job. And um, I had to come back because you're not good at your job, and um, I'm the only one who can shut you up and show you what a real superstar is. Um, then he started talking about, like, at SummerSlam, do you really think the fans are going to be Team Reigns or Team Cena? And the crowd were, like, cheering for Cena, and they were, like, booing Reigns because, you know, uh, face, heel. Um, Roman then took a mic, and he said, hey, can you maybe try, like, an original promo? You know, we've heard the same stuff you're saying tonight. The past couple weeks, or sorry, past, like, 20 years from you, uh, it's just it's just the same old thing. And then he had a very good line where he said, like, I know doing the missionary statement for 20 years, uh, I know the, I, st- the missionary statement, I know the mich- mis- missionary, si- si- why can't I talk? The missionary situ- situation? Position. I know the missionary position worked well with you for 20 years, but I know it didn't for Nikki Bella. 
Okay, 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 Roman. Okay, that was a very good line. Big pop there because he mentioned he mentioned the guy she broke up with. I mean, he broke up with. Ooh. Um, he then mocked Cena. He's like, oh, you're really the best of all time, but even though you trash. And then Roman's like, after I beat you next Sunday at SummerSlam, I'm going to send you back to Hollywood where you belong with all your fake acting friends. Um, Cena then took a, took a couple more shots at Roman. He was like, hey, you're so bad that you even ruined one of the greatest factions of all time, the Shield. You uh, pulled, you ruined Seth, you nearly ruined Seth Rollins' career, and you caused Dean Ambrose to, you uh, caused Dean Ambrose to leave WWE. Uh, big reaction for John Cena mentioning Dean Ambrose. I wish WWE would just stay in their lane and stop mentioning AEW so much. Like, it's so annoying. That was a joke, by the way. Jericho was, like, going off on Rampage about WWE, though. Like, that, that was very interesting. But, yeah, he said that. Crowd was like, oh, my gosh. He said the AEW guy's name. Oh, my gosh. Um, Cena then started talking about how at SummerSlam, for me, it's going to be a walk in the park. You, you got to defend your championship against the greatest of all time. But me, all I got to do is get that one, two, three, and all of a sudden you're a failure. Um, he said that, um, yeah, uh, he said that as someone saying, you're probably going to beat me up. You're going to, you're going to beat the crap out of me. You know, uh, it's going to hurt, but I'm also going to beat the crap out of you. And I'm going to beat you one, two, three, just like I have so many others. Uh, John Cena's music hits. Segment ends. Oh my gosh, it was kind of lit, son. Uh, this was like a 23 minute promo segment, man. It was long, but it was so good. Like, and maybe I'm just there was also a C- CM Punk reference thrown in there where John Cena's like, once I beat you at the summer at SummerSlam, I'm gonna run out of that building. I'm gonna hop over with the fans. I'll blow you a kiss on the way out, and I'll run out of there just like uh, Punk did at Money in the Bank 2011. And maybe it's just because it was a bit edgy, you know, shoot shoot promo. They referenced Nikki Bella and Dean Ambrose. Did not see that coming. And uh, CM Punk, you know, maybe that just made me like it. But I legitimately thought the back and forth between these two men was good. And it felt it felt sca- like scathing promo stuff. Like, they were actually just going in on each other. And I quite liked it. It was really bloody good. Uh, yeah. So this was very, very good. I quite liked this. Uh, yeah. After this was the Shinsuke Nakamura Paul Cruz match that we already talked about that I also quite liked. And then after this was, after that was, um... After two months of their rivalry, uh, Street Profits were taking on Alpha Academy for the first time ever in a tag team contest. So, uh, match started with uh, Montez Ford and Chad Gable. Uh, Gable immediately went in on for Ford with an ankle lock, but Ford was able to kind of get out and uh, counter it. Uh, he then made the tag to Dawkins, who came in. Um, or, sorry, Otis. Ode, uh, Ford, or Gable then made the tag to Otis, who came in. Uh, and worked over Montez for a bit before Montez landed a drop kick and was able to make the hot tech Dawkins. Um, Dawkins came in, started being like big comeback on Otis, you know, working him over in the corner. Eventually, Otis able to come back with a big old follow slam. He makes a tag to Gable, who uh, comes in and they start isolating Dawkins in their side, just making tags. And now Otis comes in, has a big spear on him. Um, uh, yeah. Um, they then, um, so this was kind of a weird, a confusing ending. So, uh, Gotis is standing in the corner. Uh, he's the legal man. Um, Gable's on the apron. He's like, he's patting Otis on the back. He's like, Hey, you're doing good. But then, cause he's patting him on the back and he's on the apron. Therefore he's like, Hey, that's a tag. And so Gable's like, what? That's a tag. 
And uh, so they're kind of arguing with the referee. Um, Dawkins uses the distraction to throw Otis to the outside. Ford hits a man like a Jesus Christ. He almost overshot it. Like a huge dive on Otis. Takes him out. And Dawkins is able to hit his finisher on a distract the spine buster on distracted Gable for the win. Uh, cool. This was good. Uh, I mean, for a feud that's been built up for like two months, this felt a bit underwhelming. Like it was, it was a good time, but it didn't make a ton of sense at the end because you know Gable, who is commonly renowned as one of the best like wrestling minds in the company, they put him over as he just forgets how tag team wrestling works. That's a bit of a like, what? That doesn't make that much sense. Um, but other than that, you know, it it was it was quite it was quite good stuff. I I quite liked it. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it was it was good. I mean, it, like I hope they have another match because it's the ending of this feud. I thought this was a bit underwhelming considering it's been going for a good two months, and I'm hoping and can, given the f- four workers involved, I think they can have a better match. But uh, yeah, we'll just kind of have to see what happens with that. But you know, for now, this was this was a quite the enjoyable little segment. I, I I quite liked it. It was good stuff. Or segment. It was it was an enjoyable match. Good stuff. I liked it. Uh, next up was a Seth Rollins Edge thing. Um, so. Before the uh, the promo segment, Seth Rollins was shown backstage with the uh, camera cur- or like in production, like telling them like, "Hey, when I do my promo, you're gonna, you guys are gonna need to show this video package." I thought that was nice because it showed like most of the time it just makes no sense. Like, "Hey, do these worker wrestlers like work in production?" But no, he's actually like making them show it. So that that was nice, it, like a little logic hole being filled up there. That was kind of cool. But yeah, so Seth Rollins came out. Um, he started talking about, hey, Edge isn't here in the arena tonight. Um, and that's kind of funny because he talks about how he's making a commitment to the fans and how I'm the bad one, but he doesn't even show up for you when I does. He's a narcissist, and um, I'm so much better than him in any way. He then showed us the video package he was talking to production about, which was basically kind of like a little documentary package that talked about how, hey, um, I'm better than Edge in every way. Edge debuted in the Brood, which was an okay faction, but I debuted in the Shield, which is one of the best factions of all time. Uh, Edge has won the Royal Rumble twice, but he always loses at Mania. I won the Royal Rumble once, and I won at Mania. He won Money in the Bank, and his cash was okay, but mine was awesome. I am way better than Edge in every way. And, you know, after watching the video package, like, he has a point. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I feel like he's got a point. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Edge started talking about uh, your, um, Rollins had started started talking about how Edge in the WWE universe they should be thanking him because back in 2014 if he didn't if he stomped Edge in the head then they wouldn't be getting this dream match at SummerSlam so they should be thanking him that he didn't pull through and now they're getting this amazing match between him him and Edge uh, and then he said that um, you know um, this time at SummerSlam I'm not going to hold back and I'm going to stomp Edge in the back. And he will, and uh, he won't be able to like play with his kids anymore. They'll be pushing around in a wheelchair because I'm gonna destroy him. It was quite. This was quite good. Uh, it was a very good promo segment. Seth was very good at promos. Uh, this has probably been the best build to SummerSlam because they just let both men go out there each night, have very good promos, and it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. This that this uh it, this was really good. Um. I don't, I don't know. What to, the, the promo was very good. The video package was quite good. Uh, everything about this, I, I quite liked. This was a big positive review for me. I, I really liked it. So, uh, yeah. Um, not very interesting stuff to say, but, yeah, I thought this was really good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, next up we have uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler in uh, tag team action. Uh, so let's get to talking about that. So, um. 
Rey Mysterio started off the match against Robert Roode. Um, oh, before the match, we had a little backstage segment where uh, Dominic was talking about, like, hey, I'm pretty sure we can win this. We got their number because we've beat them so many times. Where it's like, hey, you can't be overconfident. Overconfident, you know, you lost last week. You need to make sure to be humble. Blah, blah, blah. It was fine. Uh, so then we had the match. Ray started off against Rude, and um, Rude gets in control, and they start isolating Ray in their corner. But eventually, Ray's able to take him out with a big, um, able to take out Ziggler with a huge senton. It makes a tag to Dominic. Dominic comes in and gets on the hot tag. You know, he's doing stuff for a bit, but eventually, he eats a famous serve from Ziggler for your near fall. But he's able to get Ziggler into 619 position. But right as he's about to go for the 619, this does appear on the Titan Tron, and they're like, hey, hey, you guys suck. Bet you're going to lose, Dominic. Ooh, why don't you go to the 619? Oh, wait, you can't because you're distracted. And that allows, uh, in this distraction, uh, Rude's able to make the tag. He gets into the ring. Um, he goes to attack Dominic, but Ray kind of pushes Dominic out of the way. He's like, hey, watch out, bro. Uh, and this allows um, Rude to kind of like, he misses. Dominic's able to recover, and he rolls up Rude to get the win. Cool. I, I like this. I thought it was good. It was it wasn't it wasn't much as a tag team match, but you know it was enjoyable stuff. I liked it. Uh, nice to see. I really thought when the Usos appeared on the screen, I was like, they're gonna have the Mysterios lose. No, but I thought it was nice. And then they've been te- teasing the Mysterios feud against each other that I'm not the biggest fan of. So it's nice to see them being on the same page here. And you know, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, I, I liked this. I thought it was I thought it was good stuff. Uh, yeah. Next up, we had a little uh, Baron Corbin coming out to make his final plea to the WWE Universe. So he comes out, he talks about how he's almost, uh, he's about to reach bankruptcy, and that each of you fans, you need to um, donate me $1,000 with your credit card, and I have this credit card scanner, so I'll just give me your credit card so I can scan them and give me the money. Kevin Owens' music then hits, he he walks out, he says to Corbin, he's like, man, you need to stop embarrassing yourself with all this begging, you know. Um, you ask for way too big amounts of money and it's just unreasonable and it's kind of rude. Um, uh, Corbin said, the only way I will stop begging is if you give me a thousand dollars. Um, Kevin then agreed. He said, I'll give you a thousand dollars, but I'll only give you a thousand dollars. And, um, uh, if you can beat me in a match right now. And if, um, if I win, if you win, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And if I win, you have to stop begging the WWE universe because it's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Um, Corbin's like, fine, I'm, but I wouldn't be in this position if you weren't such a pe- a cheap piece of, and right as he's about to say the S word, Kevin Owens hit him with a stunner, uh, as we went to commercial break. When we came back, uh, Kevin Owens was taking on Corbin in a match. So, um, Owens immediately, you know, he had the advantage because he hit the stunner before the break. He takes down Owens early and, uh, Owens work him over. He's able to hit a stunt on and then gets him in the corner for the big strikes then hits him in the cannonball for a near fall. But eventually Corbin's able to ca- come back and, um, KO goes to like the chopper up, but Corbin's able to n- knock him off and throw him onto the apron, uh, and starts in, he gets in control with some big strikes, you know, former golden gloves boxer, but uh, he then goes for a DDT. But uh, Corbin reversed it, and they kind of fight onto the apron. Where both men go for a suplex on the apron, but they both reverse. And but and eventually Corbin's able to hit um, Owens with a backdrop onto the apron. That looked like it hurt quite a bit. Um, we then uh, go to break. When we come back, um, Corbin goes for a suplex on Owens, but Owens is able to block. He throws him down. He hits a swanton bomb for a near fall. But Corbin comes back, hits a choke slam onto the knee for a near fall, and then. Uh, Corbin or Owens kicks out, so he hits a deep six on him, but it still couldn't keep Owens down. Then goes for a roll up, um, but um, Owens is able to um, 
kick out. He then goes for a stunner. Um, but Corbin's able to block it, but Owen's able to hit a sunset flip and roll him up for the win. Uh, Baron Corbin picks up the win. Uh, post-match, uh, Corbin looks like he's about to like start yelling at uh, Owens, but Owens hits him with a stunner for his troubles. Uh, this was quite a good match. I thought the promo for the match was good stuff. I thought the match was very good, you know, back and forth fair. I quite liked it. It, it was good stuff. I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a good match. Uh, yeah, liked it. Uh, we then had a little backstage interview where uh, Kayla Braxton asked Corbin, she's like, hey, Corbin, you know, what's next for you after what happened tonight? Corbin then saw Biggie's Money in the Bank contract sitting on the table. He runs over to Biggie um, and pushes him down, and then he grabs the recrace and just runs out of there. And it's funny because, um, well, technically speaking, shouldn't Biggie just be able to, or shouldn't he be able to cash in the briefcase? Because if uh, John Cena can steal Finn Balor's SummerSlam contract, why then why can't he just like cash in Biggie's briefcase? Like, just saying, just saying, WWE. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, next up, we had the main kind of final segment of the show, which was Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks signing the dotted line for SummerSlam. So uh, they come out. You know, Sonya Deville's there to make sure this contract signing goes well, even though they never do. So, uh, yeah. Uh, they both come down for the contract signing. Um, Bianca Belair starts ma- uh, mocking Sasha, talking about how she stabbed her in the back last week when she really could have. Hey, you could have just asked for a match, but said you had to attack me, and now I'm now I'm I'm amped up after what you did to me. I'm going to come at you. Um, Sasha then told her, "Hey, get real, buddy. You're not going to beat me. There's no chance." Um, they then started yelling at each other, and um, Sonya's just like, "Hey, stop yelling. Come on, let's just send this contract and get it over with." But um, Banks is like, no, I refuse to sign this contract unless I have witnesses that make sure it goes well. Then Carmella and Zelina Vega watch out, and they join Banks in the ring. Uh, Banks starts taunting Carmella, or Banks starts uh, taunting Bianca once more, and then they both sign the contract. But, oh, no, it was a trap because Banks, Vega, and Carmella all attack um, Bella in the ring. Uh, Bella is able to make a comeback, throws Carmella and Vega to the outside, but Banks uh, hits her with a backstabber, and then... um, Get, puts her in the uh, bank statement like, but and uses her hair and puts it in her mouth for leverage, which was quite a good visual, and uh, made her tap out. And then she stood on the top of the t- uh, table holding up the title as uh, the show came to an end. Cool. Uh, yeah, this was solid. Uh, I do have a couple questions about the segment. Like, we've been shown multiple times that Zelina Vega and Carmella and Banks don't get along because so Banks stole what Zelina thought should have been her title shot. And uh, Banks made Carmella tap out two weeks ago. So why are they acting all buddy-buddy? Like, I get it. You know, they don't like Bianca, but still, like, heels should, like, go into business for themselves. It's just, I, like, and sorry, you're probably heel. You probably he- heel? You probably hear uh, shouting upstairs, it's my family. They are shouting at each other right now. I wonder what happened. But, uh, yeah, other than that, this was solid. I thought the promos back and forth were solid. Um... And I thought the kind of like beat down was good. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm legitimately unsure of who might be able to um win that match. So uh, yeah, this was good. Uh, that's kind of all for what happened on SmackDown. Uh, next up in the outro, I'll give you my final thoughts on the show. So make sure to stick around for that. I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show, and it's time for me to give my final thoughts on SmackDown in the outro. Uh, I really liked the SmackDown. I thought everything, you know, the last segment had some questions, but I still thought it was very good. You know, everything on the show, I, I enjoyed. I thought it was a very, very well-rounded, very good show. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I really enjoyed the SmackDown. Best one we've had in a recent while. 
So, uh, yeah, very good SmackDown. And, you know, that's kind of all I have to say. Uh, that's Thanks for checking out this episode of Suplex Show. You know, we'll see you next time for uh, the kind of off-script show tomorrow. Make sure to follow Suplex Show on Spotify, Radio Wave, Breaker, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. And hit those other platforms to give us a five-star review there because, you know, even if it's the same person across uh, multiple platforms, more five-star reviews better. Also, make sure to follow us and uh, head to those other platforms to give us a five-star. Why am I so confused? Head to those other platforms, give us a follow. Just follow us and give us a five-star review on your platform. And head to those other platforms, give us a five-star review and a follow there because even if it's the same person over multiple platforms, the more the better. Uh, yeah. Also, make sure to tell your friends to listen, tell people on Twitter to listen, follow us on Twitter at Suplex Show. Follow me on Twitter at Kind Platypus. And um, if you want, want to send something into the show, that would be the suplex show at gmail.com um, to send something in. And um, what am I trying to say here? Suplex show at gmail.com to send something in. It can be about wrestling, life, kind of whatever, preferably wrestling, but anything works. We'll make sure to read it on the outro of the show and give you a shout out by name if you send something in. Um, when I read it, it can be a real name, fake name, or a wrestling name. Whatever you want to do, just make sure you include it in the email. Uh, that's all for today's episode. I'll see you guys tomorrow for, um, the, um, the, um, what is tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, for the, yeah, that, the, the off script show. Uh, thanks for listening and bye.